Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the nine game NBA main site on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you cannot watch these YouTube videos, I also up on Apple Podcasts. I have a link in this in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, an esports package, which includes uh, Call of Duty and CSGO, and an NBA package also linked down below. And then I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring the show. If this is your first time watching or maybe you're, just, you're not familiar with what Underdog Fantasy is, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as season-long best ball. Um, so after you sign up and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. They will honor a money-back guarantee up to $100. And then uh, finally, I just want to thank you guys for the support. Uh, it's greatly, greatly appreciated uh, on Twitter, on the live streams, on these YouTube videos. Cannot thank you guys enough. So if you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, hit this, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos. You don't want to go live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock to go over everything, to go over everything and answer all you guys' questions. Um, and yeah, let's aim for 200 likes on this video if we can get there. Uh, both that all out of the way, let's jump into it. So before we talk about players and their prices for this nine-game slate, let's look back and line up here from Saturday's four-game slate. So Saturday, eh, just forgettable slate for myself. Uh, a lot of blowouts, kind of an ugly slate. Really, really low scoring as well. So we can go over my lineup. Uh, John Wall, Jordan Clarkson, Sterling Brown, Kevin Durant, Nerlens Noel, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Derek Favors. So, um, you know, John Wall at 39 fans points was solid. Also, that game was a blowout, so probably would have done, um, you know, probably would have gotten mid 40s fancy points if that game would have stayed close. So, and he was still solid even in the blowout. Uh, Jordan Clarkson uh, for 27 fancy points, again, not bad. Sterling Brown for 20 fancy points, not bad either for value. Uh, Kevin Durant, so that's the frustrating part. It's just that game was also a blowout, and just Brooklyn is, is hard to, when they're all three healthy of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, it's really hard to predict who's going to go off. It was James Harden that you needed. He went for 66, whereas Kevin Durant and Kyrie kind of took a back seat. And that's just stuff that's, like, again, kind of unpredictable. Like I talk about with the main three guys for the Raptors with Van Fleet, Lowry, and Siakam. Like, one of those guys usually goes off. The other two, not so good. And it's just, like, night-to-night basis, it's really hard to predict. So, um, yeah, not much you can do there. Again, Kevin Durant was 40% owned. He was the most popular of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Nerlens Noel's chalk, again, 70% owned. I thought that was clear value. Steph Curry had an off game, uh, even in a really, really good matchup. Again, the blowout uh, hurt a little bit there. Draymond Green went to the locker room, actually did come back, but still expected a little bit more from him, and then he used Derek Favors of value. So, again, just kind of, like, forgettable slate. Really, like, I think the winning lineup in this tournament was, like, below. It was, like, 280 or something. It was a low, low-scoring night. So, kind of forgettable night for myself, but I um, hope you guys had a better one, and let's see if we can uh, – Make some money here for this nine-game slate. So we'll go over the Vegas uh, odds we have out right now. We have Minnesota and Toronto. It's a 229.5 over under. The Raptors are 8.5-point favorites. Pelicans and Pistons are 221.5 over under. The Pelicans are 4-point favorites. Spurs and Hornets are 229.5 over under. The Spurs are 1.5-point favorites. And Blazers, Mavs, 237 over under. The Mavs are 4.5-point favorites. All right, so we'll start off with San Antonio and Charlotte. So on the San Antonio side, DeMar DeRozan at 8K. I like the matchup here against the Charlotte Hornets. He was on pace for a massive game that came against Atlanta, and it blew out early, so it only played 26 minutes, but at 41 fancy points in that time. 
I think he is firmly in play of the mid-range game. He has been their most consistent player. He should play mid-30s minutes in a close game. So I think DeMar DeRozan firmly in play there. DeJounte Murray, a little more the boomer bust guy. I mean, both both DeRozan and DeJounte Murray will stuff the stat sheet, but it just feels like DeRozan's more consistent than DeJounte Murray. Um, now, DeJounte Murray still has upside, right? But he's not as consistent, so I'd put him more of a maybe GPP play. Jakob Pertl mentioned liking him that last slate. He was low-owned and went for 43 fancy points. Now, sure, he had three steals, three blocks, so it's like that obviously helped. The Charlotte front court with Cody Zeller and Biembo there, I guess, you know, a bigger front court technically. So I think this is a game Jakob Pertl could, could get close to 30 minutes. So um, yeah, it's 6.4K. I think it's a decent price for him. The rest of the Spurs, Keldon, we know has been very up and down. Minutes been a little inconsistent on him. Rudy Gay at 4.7. This seems priced about right. Again, minutes are, are a little up and down with him too. Derek White at 5.1. Just the rest of the Spurs are just kind of just stay away from me. Now, on the Charlotte side, it really, really depends on P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington is currently uh, doubtful. So don't expect him to play. If he does, obviously we'll have to... Um, you know, come back to it. But when P.J. Washington missed that last game and both the Martin bros were out, they had an eight-man rotation. And I like the matchup here. So I do like the Charlotte Hornets here. LaMelo ball at 8-7. I think this price will scare some people away. Again, he got there last slate and he was in foul trouble too. He missed out on a couple minutes. So I'm expecting him to start once again. He still had a very high usage rate playing alongside Rogier and Devontae Graham. It was Devontae Graham that really took the back seat. I'm telling you, this guy... If he's going to play close to 40 minutes, he should be 9K plus um, salary. So I do like LaMelo Ball a good amount here for tournaments. Again, I think that will, uh, I think people will look at that price point and look elsewhere. But LaMelo Ball is the number one guy in the offense when everyone is healthy. Gordon Hayward at 7.5. Again, he's been taking a backseat now. He has been shooting the ball pretty bad. 5 of 21. Still about 31 fancy points. I don't think he's a terrible option, but not a priority for me. If I'm going to spend up, I would just rather get to LaMelo Ball. Now, Rogier has been on fire the last couple of games, 12 of 17, 13 of 20. Be careful because he's not going to do a lot of the peripherals with LaMelo Ball handling the ball, handling the ball a lot. He's just been shooting the ball lights out, 41 and 34 real-life points, priced up to 7-4. It just, I don't like paying premiums for guys, so Rogier's probably a guy I'm not going to get to. Cody Zeller, Biombo splitting the center minutes, and Devontae Graham only played 28 minutes. He lost time. I don't love it. And then Miles Bridges for, for value, if you consider this value of 5.1K, I think it's a pretty fair price. I'm expecting around 30 minutes from him. Uh, you know, the last four games, 36, 34, 35, and 25 fancy points. I think that is a little bit too cheap. So, yeah, I do like the price a little bit better now in Miles Bridges. Like the last slate, 5.8 seemed priced about right. 5.1, I think that is a little bit underpriced. And then Malik Monk will get some time. Again, he put 20 minutes last game, but kind of relying on the scoring. I don't really like playing guys like that. So that's it for Charlotte. Let's move on to Minnesota and Toronto. Not a ton of like on the, Minnes- uh, on the Minnesota side. Carl Anthony Towns, they're still kind of taking easy on his minutes. 31, 32 minutes last couple games. I think he's a fine tournament play, uh, but nothing more than that. Now Malik Beasley, the minutes have actually been going up even with Towns in. He played 37 that last game. You know, I think you can still go there in tournaments, but definitely not a an optimal play in my opinion. Um, D'Lo is still out, but like Anthony Edwards, Rubio seem priced about right. I will mention Jordan McLaughlin has been now getting the backup point guard minutes, 19 and 22 the last couple of games. If you need someone super, super cheap, like I think he's, he's playable here. I'm expecting around 20 minutes for him. I'm right, moving on to Toronto. So again, Toronto, the big three here is kind of the big three with Golden State. There is very... Up and down, unpredictable, who's going to have a good night and a night tonight basis. Van Fleet, last couple games, 28 and 32 fans points, which is not great. 
but he's also got 50 plus. You know, we saw that 77 fans point out uh, game against Orlando. So like the upset is there. It's just I don't, on a large slate like this, like I don't love trying to. It's a guessing game here with these three. Like one one of the three will have a good game. It's a really good matchup. So at least one of Van Fleet, Lowry, and Siakam will have a really good game. Now, if I had to pick, again, it's going to be Kyle Lowry just because he's the cheapest. He's at 7-3. So Lowry would be the guy that I would go to if I had to pick of these Raptors. But again, it's not like it's just kind of a guessing game with those three guys. Norman Powell, a little bit too pricey. Now, Boucher, I'm a little bit mad they priced him up because you guys know I'm a huge, huge Chris Boucher fan. He got in some foul trouble last game. You know, minutes are a little bit up and down with him. I still think if he gets 30 minutes, he could pay off this salary. But more of a GBP play now at uh, almost 7K. OG also might be back, so that could be another body to the rotation that would take Norman Powell completely out of play. I will mention Aaron Baines at 3-6. Like, can Chris Boucher handle Carlton Towns? I'm not sure, right? The last time they played Orlando, 29 and 32 minutes against a really big front court. So, like, maybe this is a game where Baines has to play a little bit more, but that's not something I'm, like, really confident in either. So, like... Yeah, there's there's nothing. There's, I would say for Toronto, even though it's a really good matchup, I don't I don't think there's a standout play. I think if I had to pick one of the big three, it'd be Lowry. Uh, I'm fine going back to Chris Boucher in tournaments, but like six eight now is is almost priced about right for him. Moving on to New Orleans and Detroit. So uh, New Orleans is a team when they're fully healthy. It's it's kind of tricky too. Like they're all kind of secondary plays for me. Ingram, Zion, Lonzo, Bledsoe, Adams, the minutes. I don't think I would go to Stephen Adams. The minutes have been really trending down on him, which is. Honestly, which is obviously not good. Uh, Lonzo versus Bloodsoul. Lonzo's been a lot better than Bloodsoul recently. 28, 43, 33 fancy points. But again, almost 7K. Eh, Zion and Ingram seem priced about right. Josh Hart at 4.7K is questionable. That actually is pretty significant because he was playing around 30 minutes. So like, if he's out, and also uh, we have NAW questionable. So like, if they're both out, that would be some minutes to go around. I would say probably... Uh, Kira Lewis would get some, you know, he's already been, uh, you know, getting some minutes, 20, 24 and 17. So you could use him as a risky value play. I'm guessing probably JJ Redick would get a little bit more run. Uh, maybe 20 plus. You want to take a dart in him and hope he hits his threes. Willie Hernan Gomez. Um, again, he's been a good point per minute guy. Uh, two of the last three games, he's played over 20 minutes. So I'm perfectly fine if you want to take a shot on him. Um, just because if the minutes are there, like if he gets over 20, he will most likely get there. So that's that's how my thoughts there with the Pelicans again. Depending on if both Hart and NAW are out, there's there's definitely some myths to go around. So maybe guys like Kier Lewis, JJ Redick, even a Willie Hernan Gomez, who the Mets have been trending up on, while the Mets have been trending down on Steven Adams. On the Detroit side, the big news is Mason Plumley, right? He's currently questionable. So if Mason Plumley does play, I actually think he's a pretty solid play because in the last couple of games, uh 37 in regulation and 38 minutes. So yeah, would have some interest in Mason Plumley if he plays. If he misses, we could go right back to Isaiah Stewart, who got in early foul trouble. Um, still was okay uh, again, but I would expect if he starts to play probably closer to the 30-minute mark, like you saw two games ago. Now it was Sadiq Bay that you know once uh, Isaiah Stewart got in foul trouble, he came in, and it's like, all right, we got to be careful here. Seven of seven for three, 12 or ten of twelve from the field. He had 50 fancy points. Now. I will remind you, it was, I want to say like a month ago, he was chalk when Blake Griffin is out and he, he got minutes. I think he got like 25-ish minutes and literally got like single digit fancy points because he didn't, he didn't get any other of the peripheral stats. So it's like, this is a tricky one. Um, I kind of feel like it's chasing, but 
I'm not saying he's completely out of play. Just do not expect anywhere close to that 50 fantasy point mark from him. Blake Griffin, if there's no Mason Plumlee, you can consider him because the Mets. 33-35, and he's not doing a ton on the court. Kind of washed. 24-28-27 fantasy points. It's just like, nah. A DeLon Wright intrigues me for GPPs. He's at 6'4". So 37, 32 in a blow, and 35 minutes the last three games. I'm expecting mid-30s minutes. And DeLon Wright is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. I actually do kind of like him at this price. I'm definitely interested in DeLon Wright. I think Jeremy Grant is viable as well, especially if Mason Plumlee's out. Now he's kind of been, had four games in back-to-back games, not shot the ball well, 417, 5 of 16, 24 and 28 fantasy points. But we've also seen some 50-plus fantasy point games from Jeremy Grant. So yeah, there actually is, uh, you know, dependent on Plumlee news, definitely some viable plays here. So like Grant... Right, kind of more in the mid-range. Uh, I think, you know, Isaiah Stewart for value if Mason Plumlee is out. And then we could look to Sadiq Bay as well, but it'll be uh, be careful there because he shot the ball lights out the last game. All right, and Portland to Dallas. So what, this is a really high over-under, almost a 240 over-under. Damian Lillard at 9.6K. He always seems to come alive in the big games. And this is definitely a bigger game, you know, against Dallas and Luka and Porzingis. So, uh, and the price is, is continuing to come down on him. I'm definitely considering Dame here for GPPs. I think he's he's a good GPP play. And it's Cantor at 7.2K. So the last game was a blowout, but he had 41 fans points in that time. Again, he's a good point per minute guy. And in close games, he's been playing, you know, low to mid-30s minutes. So uh, I think Cantor's a, a viable tournament play. Now, of the wings of like Gary Trent, Carmelo, Covington, Gary Trent's been playing the most minutes. So if I had to pick one, it actually would be him. My one concern, which I always mention with Gary Trent, is he won't do a ton of the peripherals, so can be reliant on the scoring. But... 33, 37, 36. He's been getting the most minutes of those wings. If I had to pick one, it would be him. Again, the minutes went down on Derek Jones Jr. too. He only played 19 minutes. was not in foul trouble either. So that's not good to see. The minutes went up a bit on Anthony Simons. Played 30. I think, you know, you could take a shot on him. Uh, If he plays, you know, only 20 minutes, he won't be like a great play. If he plays close to the 30-minute mark, then he'd be a lot better. Again, that he played 30, though, because of the blowout. So I'm expecting probably low 20s minutes for him. And that's really it. Again, Giles got extended a little bit because of the blowout as well. I'm expecting, you know, around 10 to 15 minutes from him in a close game. On the Dallas Mavericks side, so really good matchup here. Luka Doncic, this one for 80. I think he's going to be a popular spend-up. I agree. I think he's a good play. I, I do like targeting players against this Portland Trailblazers team. So Luka at the top, uh, I do think is one of the better plays of the slate. Porzingis, really surprising, but both of them had upside games. Now, again, that was 143 to 130 games, so... Uh, I feel like most people playing in that game probably got you there. So, um, yeah, Porzingis and Luka, if I had to pick one, obviously it would just be try to get to Luka if you can. Um, you know, Porzingis, two of the last three games, 51 and 61 fancy points. And he's been a little more up and down, I'd say. Porz- or um, Luka has been more consistent. So, not saying Porzingis is completely out of play, but more of a GPP play. The secondary options, like these guys are all viable. Does one stand out? Not really. Like on Jay Rich will play probably around 30 to 35 minutes. 5K seems about right. Brunson's been a good point for a guy, but did only play 22 minutes at last game. Again, almost 5K. It feels a little pricey. The minutes are trending down in Tim Hardaway Jr. He's also very reliant on the scoring, but it's like you can play him, and if he plays 30 minutes, I could, I could see him getting you there if he hits his shots. Doran Finney-Smith, I think, is a decent value. He's been getting the most consistent minutes of like the bunch. 33, 35, 33, 37, 35. He's not a high-usage guy, but... I think, like, I guess a safer value play. Um, and then that's probably it. Again, the Maxi Kleber, the minutes really fluctuate on him. 32, 25, 25, 37. Mm, don't love it. All right, Milwaukee and OKC. 
So I do like the matchup here for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is in a combo. I think is again, one of the better spin-ups for sure. No one on OKC can stay with him. So do like Giannis. Uh, I think Middleton at 7-8 is also a solid play, even though he had a floor game last game. He will have to do a lot more with no Drew Holiday. So both Middleton and Giannis are, are in play at the top. DiVincenzo, Brolo, yeah, secondary options. I will mention DJ Augustine did play 30 minutes last time, kind of out of nowhere. Will we get 30 again? Probably not. And it's just like the other value is everyone just, no one really does much when they're on the court. Like Bryn Forbes, super reliant on the scoring. Got Pat Connaughton, when I played him, got me four fancy points in 21 minutes. So it's just like not a lot else to like on the Milwaukee side and the OKC side. So looking like they'll have another nine-man rotation. If you think this game stays close, I think Hamadou Diallo would be one of the guys I would look to. Uh, played 37 minutes at last game. Only had 30 fancy points. Was a little bit disappointing, but did fall out. I think he would be someone we could look to for tournaments. Uh, Horford is another guy that if you think the game stays close, you probably want to look to. Um, he's flashed some 50 fancy point upside games. So um, those would be the two guys I think if you think the game stays close would look to. Bases have been a little up and down. Kenneth Williams has been playing consistent minutes no matter what. You know, 30, 30, 40 in overtime and 36 minutes at last game, even with Roby back. He's been playing pretty well. So like, yeah, 5-4, I think he's, he's definitely viable in the mid-range. Lou Dort's not really someone I like getting to. Ruscala played over 20 minutes. I think he's a fine value. I'm expecting around low 20s minutes for him. So, yeah, I think we can use him as a value play. Justin Jackson, I don't love it. I think I'd rather get to Muscala, even though he had 32 fantasy points. He's normally a pretty low usage guy. And the last guy I mentioned is Isaiah Roby. Played 19 minutes. I'm expecting similar minutes around 20. Again, viable value play. So, like, Roby, Muscala, I think are decent values. I'm expecting low 20s minutes for both of them. Our Orlando and Phoenix. Another situation, again, where it really just depends on the availability of these guys. Now, James Ennis, again, he got injured for me last slate. That was super tilting. It was Frank Mason the slate before. Been hit with an injury bug. It was Draymond Green tonight, even though he did come back. Um, Vucevic at 9-8, I think will go a little bit overlooked. But once again, if all these guys are out, Vucevic has a ton of upside and should play 35-plus minutes. So, would like him for tournaments. At this price, I don't think he's a cash game play, but for tournaments, still be viable. If all these other Magic guys are out, we could look to Ross for GPPs. Can we talk about this, Michael? I'm still not over this. He played the same amount of minutes as Tyrese Halliburton that last game. A pretty significant minutes restriction. Plays 27 minutes. Normally, this guy plays like 20. A significant minutes restriction, and he plays way more than you. Like, okay, cool. So, if the plan is that he's not on a minutes limit, and if all these guys are out, then I like Michael Carter-Williams a lot, because I would expect similar minutes, and he's going to be a high-usage guy if all these guys are off the court. So, MCW would probably be the first value guy I'd look to if all these guys are out, if we're going to get similar minutes, right? He played 27 minutes, which is absolutely insane, strict minutes limit. Um... And then it's your usual suspects. So again, Dwayne Bacon would get big minutes. Don't love the price on him, but like that would be viable value. We could look to Birch. Okiki. Uh, Birch played 27 minutes. He's a decent point for a guy. Okiki uh, played 26 minutes. It was not great. If I had to pick, I guess it would be Birch because he's a better point for a guy. And we've seen more consistent minutes from Birch the last couple of games. Gary Clark, no thank you. So a little bit hard to break down right now, but definitely Vooch and, and possibly some value. If all those guys are out, I think MCW would probably be the first guy I would look to. On the Phoenix side, they're now fully healthy, so there's really not a lot I like here. Um, Booker and Paul at 8-2 and 7-7, respectively. If you land one of those guys, I think it's decent. It is a good matchup. Um, Aiton, don't love the price on him. Bridges is too pricey. Kaminsky, um, minutes went way down with Sarge back. I will mention probably Dario Sarge would be the guy I would look to. He played 20 minutes the last game. 
I'm expecting around 20 from him, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more, but he's a decent point per minute guy. So if we get around the 20 minute mark, um, I think Sarge is, is definitely a guy we can look to for value. All right, finishing up here, last three games, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. So once again, we have Anthony Davis questionable. Um, he played the last game. If he plays again, I think 9.3K is a little bit too cheap for him. So what has some interest in him for tournaments? If AD is out, I think LeBron James is a decent spend up. The usage would go up there. Um, if they're both in, then the secondary options, there's really not a ton I like here. If AD is out, then it's the same guys, right? It's Kuzma, Harold, Schroeder that all become a little bit more viable uh, in the mid-range. All right, and the Denver Nuggets side. So a couple guys, um, we have Will Barton out, Jamal Murray questionable. So we could get some value here for sure for Denver. Let's start with Jokic. So the last time they played the Lakers, Lakers have usually been doing a pretty decent job to defend Jokic. He played 35 minutes, only 33 fancy points. Kind of at his floor. I would categorize him at this price more of a tournament play um, because the Lakers have been doing a good job defensively on him. But we know the upside is still really, really high. Nikola Jokic, again, no Barton. Jamal Murray is currently questionable. So if Jamal Murray's out and Monte Morris starts for him at point guard, I think Monte Morris is a pretty good value play. They also have RJ Hampton, who's been getting minutes over Camposo, uh, 19 and 19 last couple games. I think he would be a viable value play. Again, with no Will Barton, he could play more minutes no matter what. And then again, Camposo, the minutes have been going down on him. So like, I think it would be Monte Morris if, if Jamal Murray starts, I would like. And then even RJ Hampton for value. Both those guys I think would be viable. Now, no Will Barton. The last game they played against the Lakers, Jermichael Green started and played 28 minutes. If he starts again, I would like Jermichael Green for value. So there actually is a decent amount to like here for Denver. Uh, again, depending on Jamal Murray's, if he's out, value plays in uh, Monte Morris and Hampton. I think Jermichael Green might start this game against the Lakers. If he does, I think he's a good value. You could use MPJ in tournaments. Um, if there's no uh, Jamal Murray, he probably gets around 30 minutes. So yeah, Denver actually is a team I am intrigued by for the slate. Cleveland and the Clippers, so in typical Andre Drummond fashion, liked him for tournaments at last night, and he just picks up four fouls, gets in foul trouble, and the game blows out. So back-to-back games of him playing 16 and 17 minutes and terrible games. So literally Drummond, is, I say this all year, but he's the definition of boom or bust. He will either kill your lineup or win you a lot of money. He's got 50-plus fancy win upside. If things go right and this Cleveland Cavs team keeps it close and he plays 30-plus minutes, I think there's a really good chance he has a really nice game. But... He's also got the foul trouble risk. He's also got, you know, the blowout risk. This is the Cleveland team is not great. So Drummond, I still like for tournaments. Again, people will box for watching avoid him, but I still have some interest in him. Sexton, Garland, nah. Jared Allen, a little too pricey. There's really nothing else I like on the Cleveland side. On the Clippers side, I'm a little bit worried about the blowout. No Paul George, then Kawhi Leonard. If you think the Cavs can keep it close, is a safe spin up. Should play mid-30s minutes. Um, again, usage will go up. So if you think the Cavs can keep it close, Kawhi's viable. Lou Williams a little too expensive, and everyone else is just no one really stands out to me on the Clippers. All right. We saved the best for last, guys. Memphis and Sacramento. Oh, yeah. This is the game I really, really like. So John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas were two of my favorite plays last slate. Both were low-owned, 35 minutes for Ja, 42 fancy points. Jonas Valanciunas, 32 minutes, almost 40 fancy points. This is one of the best, if not the best matchups in the NBA against the Sacramento Kings. I'm expecting mid-30s minutes for Ja Morant. I really, really like him at this price. And Jonas Valanciunas, a good point per minute guy. I'm expecting over 30 minutes from him. I really like him too. So Ja and JV, once again, two of my favorite plays on the slate. Now, Brandon Clark is questionable. That is pretty significant news. If he is in, 
kind of take a downgrade or uh, you know, downgrades all the other secondary plays for the Memphis Grizzlies it would definitely take Tillman and Gorgie Jang out of play. If he's out, then we could look to those guys. Um, Slow-Mo and Dylan Brooks are both fine options because of the matchup. You know, Slow-Mo will play about 30 minutes. Dylan Brooks rely on the scoring, so if he hits the shots, he can definitely get there. They're both secondary plays for me. Now, where I am intrigued by for value, like I mentioned lastly, would be Tyus Jones and Grayson Allen. They're both, I think, good value plays. Tyus Jones, 26 minutes. Uh, Grayson Allen played uh, 35 minutes and shot the ball really well. So I would like both these Memphis guards for value, 4-5 and 4-3. They do look a little bit too cheap. And then Tillman and Jang. So if there's no Brandon Clark, I'm expecting probably around 20 minutes from Xavier Tillman. I, could, I think you could punt with him. Uh, and then Gorgie Jang probably gets somewhere around, I don't know, 15-ish. So like both those guys, Gorgie Jang is really, really cheap. You could use either of them uh, if you want to get a little bit different for value. But yeah, really Memphis is probably my favorite team to target in the slate. Really like Ja, really like JV. You know, slow-mo and Dylan Brooks are fine plays in the mid-range. And then I like Tyus Jones. I like Grayson Allen for value. Lastly, Sacramento, it really, really depends on De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox news is huge. If De'Aaron Fox plays, De'Aaron Fox is probably the guy I'm looking to as long as there's no mitts. If De'Aaron Fox is out, I'm going right back to Halliburton. Again, still tilted about that. The second half minutes were just absolutely terrible for the Kings. Um, He had over 20 fancy points in the first half. And in the second half, the starters got pulled right away. Like I said, they brought Halliburton back in for a small shift in the fourth quarter then took him out and then brought a couple other stars to like finish a couple other starters to finish the game. And I was like, what on earth is Luke Walton doing here? That was so, so tilting because Halliburton, we knew was going to be low owned once Fox got ruled in ruled out after lock. He was a fantastic play. Um, so if there's no Darren Fox and, and Halliburton starts, which I assume he will, I really do like Halliburton and buddy healed Harrison Barnes. Usually guys that gloss over if Fox is in, if Fox is out, these two guys are firmly in play. You know, I would expect similar minutes of high 30s minutes for both Heald and Barnes. Again, both these guys will have to do more offensively, so I would think both would be a pretty solid place there. Rashawn Holmes, always viable for tournaments. Again, if he can stay out of foul trouble, I think we get around 30 minutes from him. Uh, Marvin Bagley is also questionable. So if he misses, then it's going to be a combination of Glenn Robinson and Naminza Bielitsa. Glenn Robinson started a lower usage guy. If he starts again, you could use him uh, at 3-4. But I think B. Lito would be the intriguing one. He's a better point for a guy. He played more because of the blowout. Um, so, yeah, I would have some interest in B. Lito, uh for tournaments if there's no Glenn Robinson. So, really, this is a game that I'm definitely intrigued by. And then I will even mention Corey Joseph. He played 29 minutes. If there's no Darren Fox, I'm expecting around 20-ish, maybe a little bit more. Um don't think he's the worst value to play, but not someone I'm really prioritizing either. And that's it for the breakdown, guys. I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you all back here tomorrow uh, for another YouTube live stream.